Therefore, I am not the commissioner, nor am I the commissioner of not the United States, of not the Americas. But my name is Greg DeMarco, and stay with me on this, Dan. I am your kingpin and the kingpin of the United States. Maybe of the chairshot.com? Maybe? Maybe. Maybe of the chairshot.com, Dan? Um, maybe maybe of the of chairshot.com? The chair Always use your head, and that means I am also not one half of the greatest <laughs> tag team never. But I am indeed joined by the other half. Some would say the better half. And since PC's not here to defend himself, we'll say just that he's a man of many talents. He's an architect. He's a scientist. He's a winner because a winner is he. But most importantly, it is him. It is he. It doth be DPP. Because I'm better than you, and you know it. <laughs> yes, that's right. And, you know, since cookies are for closers, I'm not done yet, because the third member of this triumvirate trifecta of triangular podcasting, the triple kit trio of triumph that I am nice enough to be asked to join today. He started as Bob, the brother of balls. It was even called Baby Balls, but has long since been out of the shadow and into his own spotlight. He is the tremendous trivia trickster himself. He's phenomenal. Oh, so funky fresh, AJ Belaz. It is so nice to have the kingpin of Chair Shot with us tonight. Doing my best PC Tony impersonation. Ah, you already did it better than him. No. Uh, I can't, <laughs> uh, I can't acknowledge that. <laughs> that's where we're going. Acknowledge me. Yeah, nobody can do it like PC, but we'll talk about that later. I am so excited to to be here. I am a fan and and always listener of the DWA podcast. I've been on it before, but to be able to host is super exciting for me. And when PC told me about the possibility, I made sure I could. Of course, jumped to the opportunity. Jumped. I felt froggy and I jumped. It's the first so, time. It's the first good. time hosting DWI podcast. This is one of the rare episodes in 284 episodes that PC Tunney is not hosting. And I think it's the first one that he has not been on in 284 episodes. Really? I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah. I yeah, just missed I my so. own show this week. So, yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> Here you go. It's the Greg DeMarco DWI. <laughs> you that's right. <laughs> DWI podcast number 284, the Greg DeMarco show. One of you guys said last week. So you can name it whatever you want. That's, that's not my job. That's the <laughs> job. So, um, yeah, we're going to have some fun. And, and I know that we've got some good shit planned for today, uh, some surprises. And we're going to play the hits, but we're going to have fun and, and talk some pro wrestling as well. So um, if you guys are ready, we, I, I can dive in and do the big show sheet. Well, you, got a, you, got, you got a sheet? 
sheet. Oh boy. All right. Wow. Well, well then. Well, well, we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Be a strange sheet. Music to my ears as well. Yes. Oh, we are going to kick things off with one of my favorite segments, What You Drinking. We'll talk briefly about the fans being back in WWE. By the way, episode 284 of the UWA podcast. We'll talk some WWE Money in the Bank, wrap that up. I've got some quick hits for the boys to go over future items after Money in the Bank. Uh, we'll play some fun games with Braun Strowman's favorites. And, of course, funky fresh facts with AJ Belaz. I got a last call planned for you guys. And for those of you listening, sometimes you want to stick around after the movie. as a post-credit scene. That's all, all I'm going to say. So that is what's planned for today. Call that a teaser. Does, uh, <laughs> It's not a spoiler. That's a prediction. <laughs> this, it's a spoiler. Uh, yeah, you got you, you guys good with that stuff? I think we can make that work. Sounds good to us. He could just hang up on me if he doesn't like it. So, <laughs> that's true. Done. You, you're gone. We'll do that. You dumbass. <laughs> no. no, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> Well, in another really bad PC Tony impersonation, DP, why don't you do me a flavor, flavor, and ring the bell? Love it. Podcast underway. We are going to talk some money in the bank, but before we do, this weekend, it was interesting because as we were gearing up towards last Friday's SmackDown, um, I was critical and even sent some text messages. Everybody in WWE was like, fans are back, fans are back, fans are back. And I'm like, was no one at WrestleMania? Like, fans were back at WrestleMania. But then I watched SmackDown and I realized, okay, this is different. Like, fans are back. They're packed in tightly. At one point during SmackDown, actually, I think it was Money in the Bank, they did the whole wide shot and then of the crowd and then panned into the ring. And it almost gave me goosebumps. Like, I forgot those little things that mattered. How was it for you guys? feeling with uh we'll let, we'll let dan go first with having fans back like how did that affect your viewing um i think i like the matches more i think there was just this there's an atmosphere there's a there's an adrenaline that goes into that i i, I got goosebumps too i mean to hear the chants from the fans to hear cheers and boos to hear you know not piped in audio this is real it felt real you know, I know they were back at WrestleMania. It just felt like a completely different atmosphere, which is awesome. Yeah. And I, I loved every second of it. I just, that was the most exciting pay-per-view I've watched in a year and a half. It really was. Even if it wasn't that, even if it, like, even if it wouldn't have been that great of a product in the ring, probably, it probably would have been still awesome. But just to see that loved, interaction was great. I loved WrestleMania 37, but... Yeah, that was it was unique in its own way, especially because they didn't have all the lights on the crowd in WrestleMania, which is weird for a stadium show. But I really yeah, I loved SmackDown. I loved Money in the Bank. I loved Raw. I loved all of it. AJ, what about you? Oh, I absolutely loved it, especially with one of the matches that everyone wanted to poo-poo for a bit. The crowd really brought that match to life and made it a lot better for the heel, in all honesty. But we'll get to what the matches are later. But Yes, the crowd being back, it's a completely different atmosphere. I agree with the goosebumps. I actually was excited. I was also happy that 
the crowd didn't take over the pay-per-view where they didn't go like, oh, yeah, you suck, you suck. And then everyone just fell flat where everyone was like, all right, well, I guess this is the match. We're just going to keep going on and on. No, they actually embraced the match. They were happy about matches. Like I said before, the one match, they all didn't like it until someone reacted and was, oh, this is actually a good match. All right, wait a yeah. minute. Hold on. Well, like we said, and I thought, and I know what match you're talking about, and I just thought it was the best match of the night. So, um, so so good. Real quick, quick question for you guys before we go to the next point. Um, what'd you think of the new set? I absolutely love it. The whole widescreen Titantron, love it so much. It brings a little more to it. I mean, we saw on Raw with Karrion Cross actually debuting. It actually shows more of his titan tron where it's actually you know the crow flying in everything gives him that ominous presence jeff hardy brings the whole wild experience and everything and i I like it i can see that going forward for about maybe another two or three years before they do something different like they always do it uh dp what do you think it makes it a lot more difficult for riddle to get down the to the ramp with his scooter (laughs) (laughs) i know Um, i it's very simple I, I think like it's big, but I think it's simple and it's probably a lot easier to put that together than it is to try and put together the old set. I, I think, I don't know, just because it doesn't have a, you know, a platform or anything else that you have to worry about, just flat. It's probably a lot easier to move around and work with, I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah. I hated the WrestleMania 35 stage. That was just this, but smaller, but bigger. And I don't love it. I, I don't, but it's just, I know I'm in the minority. <laughs> I, I'm still a sucker for the old. When Raw first went to the stage and had just a big giant screen and the ramp and everything, black like I'm curtain. still a sucker for that. It's fine. Yeah, black, yep. black curtain, yep. got the screen up just for the little the big R A W letters. Like I, I just <laughs> hate that shit up all the time. But <laughs> I know I'm in the minority, and it's just a stage in the end. Like I can't complain too much, and so I'm good. Well, before we talk about the Money in the Bank pay per view itself, Dan, if you could, I want to find out what everybody's drinking. Drink it in, man. So in preparation for the show, I went to the store and got two like, one-liter <laughs> one liters. Every time I'm on with you guys, I have a one-liter bottle of Diet Pepsi, and that's where wow. I'm at today. And I also have the the jug of water that I have right here. I um I don't think I've ever really talked about this aspect of things. On I've talked about, about having the, the leukemia and everything, the same one that Roman Reigns has. I learned this recently as I was looking up side effects. Apparently, my doctor didn't tell me this. You're not supposed to drink on the treatment medication. So, no. good thing I wasn't. That, that I was never sense. a heavy drinker. I was never a heavy drinker anyway. But now I'm definitely not. So that's uh, that's sort of my my deal now. So yeah, I mean, not a heavy alcohol drinker. I drink way too much diet pencil. <laughs> my dad's basically at, too. And when I when I started going to CrossFit and the guy was talking about my diet. Even when I told him I drink Diet Pepsi, he was like, well, we'll keep that for now. And then he's not there anymore, so I just still drink it. <laughs> That's me. So, so one liter bottle of Diet Pepsi. Balls. What about Earth? Baby balls. AJ. Baby balls. 
brother of balls. We're going with all the old hits here. I'm trying Since not doing... to call you these things. Uh, you know I don't care, Greg. Uh, well, since uh, I'm pretty sure, Dan, did you have a work day as well here? Fridays? I do not work on Fridays, sir. My work day is at the golf course. Son of a gun. <laughs> you lucky son of a gun because I had to pour myself a little bit of uh, rum and coke here. Got my Kraken rum on the ready, as always. A little two-liter bottle of coke right next to me. So you, you know after a long week of work, and this is what we deserve. Drink it in, man, as we said at the beginning of what you're drinking. I... Yes, the, I, I mentioned that I did go golfing, but I did go golfing at 6 in the morning central time. So I did not have any alcohol on the golf course, which was very strange because um, I was done by 9.30. So <laughs> uh, I could add, I guess, a mimosa or something. But no, I waited. waited until I got home, got myself cleaned up, and I am having a uh, vodka and pineapple soda. I am having it in... My Milwaukee Bucks glass, because we are goddamn champions. Ring that bell. And I will fucking celebrate that. Woo! It looks so tough for you to have a straw, too. Right? <laughs> Champion. It's like, I will celebrate that. <laughs> oh my god, I want to get out of control here. <laughs> Even though I'm standing... On the far west side of Phoenix, Arizona, I ain't even mad about it at all. Like, the, the, no one expected the Suns to be where they were, and and I thought it was great. But the Bucks have been there and should have been there before, so I'm down. Yeah, they were knocking at the door. They finally busted through. It was pretty awesome. I'll give the Suns are badass though, but man, Devin Booker is yeah. lights out killer. They're gonna be really, really good. As if Chris and Paul stays, gonna be really good. They need to do what the Bucks did over the next two to three years, and that's step nope. it up. And they got some young, they got some good guys yeah. on that team. Got some good young guys. I think there's just talk locally that they might try to get um, what the hell is his name Blake Griffin. So I don't know. Mm, that's, good that's veteran. I don't follow it that closely. But, <laughs> Same. I, I know on three man we've Ray when I was on there. Ray was like, I can see the Bucks and the Suns, but I don't know how that's gonna go. And I'm like. I don't. I, I want the Suns to win because they're the underdog, but I also know Tony and Dan love the Bucks, so I'm not going to yeah. root against them. So it was a it was a good finals for once, in my opinion. It was. I can tell you, I like the Milwaukee Bucks way more than I like the Young Bucks. Let's talk about Money in the Bank. Let's talk about <clears throat> Money in the Bank. So Money in the Bank obviously was last Sunday. Took place since we last recorded. I got some highlights I want to hit, and then. We can kind of get into some other some other items as well. Real quick, I want to touch on that that kickoff match because, damn it, if where else but but being in WWE and being a member of the Anawaii family, can you get a DUI and then ten year ten weeks later ten days later hoist a championship belt over your head and be the one to score the pinfall? <clears throat> like seriously. Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. This is my yard now. That's why. And there's your answer. <laughs> there's your answer. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I get it. And look, last time Jimmy did this, they didn't immediately do anything either because you got to let, you know, justice play out. But again, if it was other people, I don't think it would have been the same way. But either way, 
The Usos, still probably the best tag team in the world, uh, not named FTR, who don't they don't get used anyway, so whatever. But um, yeah, I, no problems with it. I don't want to spend a ton of time on that, but any thoughts on the Usos, on the fact that Jimmy, that the answer to what are they going to do about Jimmy was nothing except for one side comment during SmackDown. Um, yeah, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I when we talked about it when it first happened, I, they need to do. I felt like they need to do something. Uh, obviously, they're like I said, they're in the middle of a thing, and they weren't going to let anything stop that apparently. So, I you know, now that they're the champs, I don't know what you do. You can't. He's not going to be off television for any time soon now. But I thought like thirty, at least yeah. thirty days should have been like okay, off TV for thirty days. There you go. I agree. Somewhat punishment, but. Yeah, you're, <laughs> they're stuck now, I guess. I was about to say, I don't know. I thought uh, Roman was going to tell him to go down to the Cruiserweight division in NXT, you know, with that 205 BCA, uh, BAC, you know, go for the 205 Live Championship. This is punishment. The best no. graphic I saw was one that said .205 Drive. I love that one. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I saw that and was just like, holy shit. I wish I'd thought of it, but I didn't. Um so the Usos are your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Money in the Bank proper, the pay-per-view itself, kicked off, of course. Nikki Ash winning the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, it, it's There's been like 20 of these ladder matches or whatever over the years. I, I didn't look up the exact number. And no one's ever won it in the way that Nikki won it, which is really hard to do in, in wrestling, to do something that's never been done before. What did you think about Nikki basically – playing off everyone else being distracted and fighting each other and getting the briefcase. I mean, if you want to see what my opinions were of the match, go check out thechairshot.com. I did review Money in the Bank. Absolutely. Uh, I believe what I alluded to was she played that off like every single person playing a WWE video game where, oh, the two computers are like fighting each other. They're like stuck in like a collar and elbow tie-up. I'm just going to do my thing then. I know for a fact Andrew's still pissed off at me to this day because of a SmackDown versus Raw triple threat match where it was for the, <laughs> it was for the World Heavyweight Championship. He got caught in a collar and elbow with the computer, and I just went, screw this, I'm going to climb out of the cage <laughs> and win the championship with my creative character. But wow. no, I, I loved it because it, even though it wasn't that... It didn't seem very superhero-esque of her just being like, oh, everyone's distracted. I'm going to grab it and take it. It still well, worked out. She's not out a superhero. The she's almost. Almost a superhero. Yes, that's what the ASH stands for, everybody. But, hey, it worked out for her. She won money in the bank at, on Sunday. So it's, I, I can't complain that she played everything up perfectly and – just like one of the main eventers, she was an ultimate opportunist on that one. Nobody picked her. I know that. Nobody picked her on, on our my shows either. Um, DP, were you okay with Nikki hoisting the briefcase? Yeah, sure. You want to play? Play with Nikki. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't. I didn't see that one coming. I guess wasn't my pick, so it was a nice no. surprise. And I, I agree, it was it was a cool way to end it because it was completely different than any other time that's a ladder match has happened like this. Yeah. So 
Um, like that kind of spot's been teased before, but it never works. <laughs> and then it finally works. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like the ult- it's the ultimate underdog type of thing. So I, yeah. sure. I, I love it. That, let's do it. And obviously, uh, if we're going right into raw for this one, go ahead. Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't take a lot of time. Didn't hesitate. Didn't no. take a lot of time. Did not hesitate. And that's kind of where I'm at is, is, um, so since so Carmella won the briefcase in 2018 and didn't cash in until the night after WrestleMania. Ever since then, no woman has held the briefcase longer than a day. Yeah, <laughs> we have not had a Liz, woman carry the briefcase since Carmella, and I think that's Liz the only thing that held it for two hours or something like that. And yeah, won it last Liz held year? it for two hours. Ba- well, that, well, the next year, um, Bailey cashed in like right away during the same yeah. pay per view. Then last year, Asuka had the whole Becky thing, which which I got. And I loved yep. DP's idea of Asuka winning the briefcase and giving it to Becky. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, but, yeah, like we have yet to have a woman carry the briefcase and taunt people with it and do all of that uh, since Carmella did it. And Carmella waited so long, people forgot she had the briefcase. But it was – it's just interesting to me that, that we do the storyline with the men all the time and not with the women. But – you also got the feel-good moment. They wanted to give the crowd that of, of Nikki cashing in. So they missed out on such a money-making opportunity because having her run around, you could have sold. Now, they don't even have Nikki Ash merchandise out yet, but you could have told, sold so many Nikki Cash T-shirts, and they just missed out on Nikki Cash altogether, which is just that's uh, yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Like, like green and gold masks that she wears. Yeah, well, you oh. can still do that. but um, You still can, but it's not the same. Well, that's yeah. yeah. That's, that's what they did with Money Mella, right? The Money Mella started wearing the yep. cash outfits mm-hmm. or whatever after she won the money in the bank. Started uh-huh. having the dollar bills and all the yep. dollar signs along there. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had a woman carry the briefing. I don't know that Nikki would have been the best to do that. Probably should have been a heel, like a Zelina Vega or um, Alexa Bliss. That's what I wanted to get back to. The match started with Alexa kind of summoning the briefcase down. And they never really explored that. And I feel like we need to get Alexa in a ladder match at some point where she basically wins by either summoning the, the, the briefcase down or when someone's about to get it, summoning it <laughs> up above them. We haven't done that since the 90s. Like that, it's weird they did that and then never explored it. I, I was about to say, I even, I, I don't remember if I said it or not in the review, but I'm just like, so she's trying to summon it down like a reverse stone cold with the belt or or the briefcase or the belt, whatever it was. I can't remember off the top of my head from the 90s. But, like, bring it down. Like, all right, I want the briefcase. Bring it to yeah. me now. And then Asuka just comes a German suplexes her. Yeah, like, they didn't even move the briefcase. Like, like, let it she at least, it. like, show she has these weird-ass superpowers. But yeah. I don't know. It should have worked throughout the, the match or something. At least at the beginning, it was like, what did she try to do? And then all of a sudden, yeah, you see yeah. it start to come down a little bit. And it would have been, yeah. They definitely could have played that a lot yeah. longer if they wanted to. And yeah, and then really I would have loved the spot where somebody's on top of the ladder and she raises the hand up again and the briefcase raises up. Yes. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> it fits her well, character well, perfectly. We well, got the hand raise a little bit with Selena Vega trying to possess yeah. her. And it's like, yeah, let's go down. Okay. All right. I'm going to go back yeah. now. That's true. That's true. You got that. So, so you got half of it at least, or like a quarter of it. So Nikki Ash is, of course, now the Raw Women's Champion. She cashed in Charlotte Flair, another really short title run. We'll talk about Charlotte Flair's match in a minute. Let's go to a quick commercial break, and we'll come back on the other side and talk more about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. You are listening to episode 284 of the DWI podcast on the Chairshot Radio Network from Chairshot.com. 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Also, take yourself on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those great chair shot t-shirts we got from character shirts to slogan shirts to logos and so much more. Get a shirt on your back. Support your favorite brand, the website, the movement, and Christopher Platt would say, thechairshot.com. Get it, and you can get it in women's style, tank top, soft style, whatever you want, we got it for you. Prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Then we had, at least I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, Bob Lashley absolutely destroying Kofi Kingston. Just, just, just destroying Kofi. Kofi is real great at taking an ass beating. And after what happened on Raw, and, and maybe this is just my opinion, man, but after what happened on Raw, I think this match went down exactly as it needed to. DP, what about you? I 100% agree with that. You know, I wasn't a fan of the match when it was like that, when they were doing that, but I, I got it. I get it. You know, with uh, with Billiam Goldberg, Goldberg coming out and setting this match up, I mean, what I f- what it felt like was it's it's Bob, Bobby Lashley's Lesnar. He's, he's doing the Lesnar beat the shit out mm-hmm. of everybody. This could lead to Lashley and Lesnar at WrestleMania. This could, you know, I don't know where they're going, but... This is exactly the way it is because that's that's Goldberg's whole thing is he you know it's a two three minute match and he destroys a guy, Bobby Lashley's coming out nope. and destroying guys, and Kofi yeah. Kingston can easily take that beating and come back yeah, just fine. So Kofi's a Hall of Famer. It. Yeah, not gonna happen to Kofi. I thought it was great. I mean, we watched we watched Lesnar destroy John Cena and how many other guys, you know, in a couple minutes mm-hmm. or whatever too. I mean, that's exactly what Lashley's doing right now. Toying with him too. That's what I love. Like he didn't just beat him in four seconds like Brock did. He's just toying with him, yeah. throwing him around, picking him up, not even letting him tap out. Like and and thankfully, Corey Grace pointed out on commentary, he was literally keeping Kofi away from the ref so the ref couldn't see Kofi submitting. Like that was just brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree on all of this. Like I love the fact that they played up to. MVP's bringing out all of, like, the girls and everything. And, oh, yeah, no, Bobby Lashley's the best. He's the almighty. He's the WWE champion. And Bobby just, like, I lost to Xavier Woods, of all people, on Raw. Yep. I'm pissed off about that. I'm going to break Kofi. And that's exactly what we saw on Money in the Bank, where he did, like, two or three Dominators and put in two Hurt Locks before Mm -hmm. Kofi Kingston tapped out. Like, he's playing the, all right, I'm pissed off. I don't want all this, like, grandeur and, like, like, trying to get distracted and everything. No, I'm the WWE champion. I'm going to focus. And that's exactly what he did. He just beat the ever-living hell out of Kofi Kingston, went on, Went to Raw, beat the ever-living hell out of Keith Lee for about seven minutes, and then, you know, you hear the snare drums play, and we got Oldberg versus Bobby Lashley at a slam, slam, Slammiversary. Oh, I think you, you oh, have we'll something. Get we'll, <laughs> we'll get to Bill and Bob later in the show. Um, interesting, though. Xavier Woods did pin Bob 
on yes. Raw. It wouldn't shock me if we Far. get a repeat of what happened at Money in the Bank on this Monday's Raw, just on Xavier Woods. That he just beats the crap out of Xavier Woods too, because technically, and, and WWE doesn't always follow these things, but you pin the champion, you get a title shot. So yeah. yep. he should get a title shot. And it used to be the way. Just another another chance for Bob to to enact his 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 uh, his power. I'll talk more about Bob later during the quick hits. But uh, next match I want to talk about. I'll let AJ lead this off because you've been hinting to it over and over again. Charlotte Flair beats Rhea Ripley and becomes the Raw Women's Champion. I'll say why it's weird in a little bit, and I have to shout out to Tony because he said it where he said Charlotte Flair wins, LOL. It, it was our own little DM where he was like, she wins, and I'm like, if she wins, I'll give you a shout out in the next review, which I did. You can see it on thechairshot.com. But again, everyone... Everyone in the crowd hated this match. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, we get this for, like, the third time since May, or third or fourth time at least. So they were saying, we want Becky. And you see Charlotte do a double one-gun salute to the entire crowd. And it was actually a pretty good match. I'm not even denying it. It was a great match. And then I thought it was the best match of the night. And then, like you said, Greg, best match of the night. You had Charlotte winning... To become a 13 slash 11 time because for whatever reason she's not counting the NXT or Divas title no, from what I've NXT. heard. They count the Divas and not the NXT. Isn't she a two time She was a one time Divas, I think. But a well, one time Divas and then that turned into the triple threat at Mania 31, I believe. They basically retired the Divas and and made the triple. Yeah, I don't know, but. That's, that's I, I don't know how that works, but they're not counting a couple of them because on her promo on Raw, she said she was a an 11-time women's champion, even though the night before she said she was a 14-time. It's just like her dad. Nobody knows. Like <laughs> Nobody knows. Rick Flair is technically a 22-time world champion, yeah. not a 6-time world champion, but that's how they count it. Because so. the NWA, like, like, whenever they go... For a little backstory, the NWA, for whatever reason, likes to say, oh, yeah, we went, like, across borders or, we're, like, we're in Puerto Rico. A couple of people held it, and then Ric Flair got it back at the end of it for taping. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, like, a 22, 23-time <laughs> world champion instead of a 16-time, but everyone you know says why, 16. You know why those don't count? Um, it's because typically those were not sanctioned by the NWA. Usually Flair would go over, and a promoter would be like, look, I'll give you 10 grand. Lose your belt to this guy tonight, and then we'll give it back to you at the end of the tour. Or we'll give it back to you the next night. And yeah. the NBA didn't know about that shit usually until after he got back and they find out months later. <laughs> so that's why a lot of those rings don't count is because they weren't meant for people to even know about. They were just meant to pop a local crowd and put put, put more money in Flair's pocket. Dirtiest player in the game in so many ways. But Woo! Um, I agree with you. Like Charlotte, giving the crowd the double bird, I thought it was the best match of the night by far. Uh, best match I've ever seen Rhea Ripley have, and she's been doing that with Charlotte Flair multiple times. I'm not as as low on, on Rhea Ripley as some people are, but I really thought it was best match of the night. LOL Charlotte wins is something we've been saying for years on these podcasts. It holds true. When I picked – a lot of people picked Rhea. I picked Charlotte because LOL Charlotte wins, and, and here we are. And, of course, she's been cashed in on quite a few times too, but that makes sense when you hold the belt so many damn times. Um yeah, I'm, I'm good with all of it, and, and I think Rhea 
whatever they do next with Rhea Ripley really determines how much of a success she can be on the main roster, in my opinion. DP, did you was it your favorite match of the night? Was it something else? It, it was. It was a really good match. I, I, I think it put it over the top for me because of the crowd. I think because what they did is that crowd was that crowd turned on them. That crowd wanted to chant for Becky. That crowd wanted to take over. Like like AJ was saying, they tried to take that match over, and Charlotte and Rhea went, "Nope, we're gonna bring you back." And they turned them back around and got them on their side and put on a hell of a show. And that just was awesome. And to hear the crowd just turn back and cheer that match was just amazing. That they were did that great of a job to get that crowd back on their side. I'm not trying to break your your thought process here, but they literally went from "We want Becky." to this is awesome about like 10 minutes mm-hmm. in. Yeah. It was, that was and kudos fantastic. To and to me, that's all Charlotte. I, I don't have confidence in Rhea yet. She's only like 22, 23 years old in, in Rhea to do that. But Charlotte has in, in a short period of time has essentially mastered her craft. It's yeah. amazing what she's been able to do. Like that shit really is hereditary. It's funny. It's like, I think about that too, when she came up onto the main roster at the beginning and how her promos were like, oof, really rough. You know, it was just, she Whoa. didn't know what the hell she was doing. And then like, now it's just like smooth and she's, she's got that character down. She knows how to get him working. And I mean, you just see, well, she's amazing. a horrible baby face. Oh she's no, a she horrible can't. baby. She's a flare. Never make Charlotte a baby face. Never. <laughs> she's a flare. Never. The moment she dumped Ric Flair and turned heel, she became a great wrestler. Like that's, <laughs> Exactly. Weird. As soon as that happened, I was like, here we are. Perfect. Charlotte Flair. <laughs> so, here we I go with the nature it. girl. And then, no, thank God they never did that. Her career would be over already. God. She'd be fucking Curtis Axel and Ted DiBiase Jr. at this point if that happened. And we She'd don't want that. Slapjack and Biggie. Porterhouse or whatever yeah, their names oh were. God. Over <laughs> before it nuts. started. Slapjack, Porterhouse, freaking Mace, T-Bar. Let's not do that, and let's go on to the next That's topic, Greg. Because T-Bar is so fucking talented. Um, he'll go back to NXT at some point and, and be amazing. Big E, in, in what I think was the feel-good moment of the night, winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. I And I have to go back. I had the, a lot of the peacock problems that everybody else did, so I did not see most of this match. Um, I saw like the tail end of it that everybody saw once Peacock came back in, and I haven't had a chance to rewatch it. From what I've heard, I should, because apparently it was quite stellar. Um, and, and I did see the Kevin Owens spot and I mean, geez, like, geez, I, I feel for his wife when she's watching these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So tell me about the match. Tell me, tell me what I missed. And then we'll talk about Biggie. So, I mean, you didn't really miss much. I mean, it looked like McIntyre was the main guy who was going to win this until, uh, Jinder Mahal wanted to continue that feud a little bit more, got his goons to take out. Drew dragged him out, so it became a seven-man ladder match instead of an eight-man. But yeah, uh, uh, uh. Shut up! But uh, I had to. I don't. I don't blame you. Jinder Mahal was actually on Money in the Bank pay-per-view, right? But um, I don't know. Seeing. Riddle actually wrestle Rollins, especially with all the backstage stuff that we know where he kept saying he didn't want to wrestle him, he didn't want to do stuff with him. They had a lot of interaction in this match. 
like a lot of it. You saw you saw Riddle actually doing some uh, arcade bros. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess we're gonna call it arcade Bro. bros. He did a couple of those. He made sure he got a lot of stuff done. But in the end, you know, you had Ricochet and Morrison doing the the high spots off the ladders. The, and the shit ropes. they were doing since Lucha Underground Season 1. Pretty much, yeah. And then, of course, you got Biggie doing some big endings on some of the guys. Rollins doing a powerbomb onto Owens where, like he said, I feel bad for his wife. And even Owen, too. Like, watching yeah. his dad getting powerbombed. On the outside, through a teeter-totter oh freaking ladder. Ah, oh, man. I did not want to be the dad that has to say, yeah, I fell off a ladder, kid. What? Yeah. But, like you said, Biggie won, did a big ending on the Rollins, ran up the ladder, and became Mr. Money in the Bank, which he still holds. Since we're recording on Friday, we don't know if he's going to cash it in yet or not, right. or not anything right. else. So he's still Mr. Money in the Bank, unlike Nikki A.S.H. Right. So I think Biggie will hold it for a while. Here's my question about the briefcase. And I don't think this has ever happened in the history of Money Bank briefcase. I don't know. We've seen titles get traded in drafts. I don't know if the briefcase has ever changed brands during a draft. I feel like the briefcase is going to end up going to Raw when Biggie Does, goes to Raw. Doesn't have to. You can cash I, it in oh, on any guy. I know for a fact, like, the sure. last he tour or whatever said it has to be that specific brand. Yeah. This one didn't. But didn't. this one never mentioned, like, it has to be a specific brand. So Big E can wholeheartedly cash in on Bobby Lashley because the New Day wanted to gank Lashley. Right. It feels like that's the way they're going. I mean, it just, it just, I don't know. It just feels like that's that's the play here is get the New yeah, Day yeah. back together-ish feel good moment hey i'm on raw i might be cashing in tonight whatever type of thing and then uh eventually he tries to cash in i feel like eventually he tries to cash in on lashley and that's when we get the kofi kingston turn because kofi kingston got his ass handed to him i think he's gonna turn around and go heel i don't know interesting i don't think he i don't think the new day is ever breaking up i just there's just so much money in him still um, I do think Big E will eventually cash in on Lashley. I could see Big E doing the uh, the big baby face cash in where he calls a shot ahead of time. Maybe that's how he set up a WrestleMania match. Like Big E is money. They know Big E is money. He's a star just waiting. I also um, I selfishly don't want them to cash in on Bob just yet. I'm really I'm saving the Bob topic for 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 the the quick hits that we're gonna do. But um, Bob's a guy at this point, and he's a made man now, despite everything that I was worried about. Um, but, but Biggie, you know, we should have known crowds being back. They were going to go with the two most feel good people possible for your money in the bank briefcase holders. I loved the the Liv Morgan choice that you guys are saying. I still think Liv's going to get a push unless Sasha and, and Becky both return tonight on SmackDown as we record this on Friday, then where the hell does Liv fit? Um, I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Um, Becky might end up on, on Raw anyway, because I think Seth might get moved again. But who knows? Um, and then, of course, we have the main event, Roman Reigns. I put Roman's going to Roman, but I think that's a good thing. I And, and I've heard people say Roman's going to dominate Edge. I knew Roman was not going to dominate Edge. Edge was not going to get dominated. 
He's too high up of a person. He's a fucking Hall of Famer, like an 11-time world champion. You're just not going to dominate Edge at this point. Plus, the story that was told wasn't one of Edge getting dominated. The whole deal with the piece of the chair. Like, Since when has a support bar of a chair been so fucking important <laughs> to any storyline in any in professional wrestling ever? Completely true. <laughs> so... Is DP's got a straw in his mouth. Oh, now AJ's yep. drinking. DP, thoughts on Roman Reigns and Edge, and and before we get to the big return, just just Roman and Edge in general, and and, and what happened and where we are. I like. I mean, like you said, Roman's Roman's gonna Roman. I think it's I think it's perfect. I think we need to keep this until WrestleMania. I mean, I thought the match was great. At least, you know. They did. They obviously did the protection with the, you know, with a little bit of the ref bump, you know, guys coming in to interfere, you know, it, it, it keeps edge somewhat safe. Like he didn't lose cleanly technically, but even though, even so he could have, I mean, Reigns is in a spot where he can, he can beat edge cleanly and be fine. But I think a good match is the way to go. Cause Reigns doesn't necessarily have to dominate him, just has to win. And he no. survives through. Everybody, he survives everybody, and he keeps coming out on top, and leads the charge of the family in in SmackDown. I think it's perfect. Absolutely, it, it, it's one hundred percent agree with you. Plus, if we had a, a a dominating win, then we would have had two dominating wins and championship matches on the same pay per view. You don't want that either. Plus, it's Edge, and this is this might be Edge's last, you know, world title feud unless he does one over on Raw or something. But I thought it was great. I thought it was perfect way to use both guys. I thought they told the story perfectly with, with the cross face and everything. Um, and the Seth Rollins stuff at the end, setting that up for SummerSlam. Loved all of it. AJ, I know we can read what you thought, but let's hear what you thought. Yeah, uh, I know that you said Charlotte and Rhea was your match of the night. This was my match of the night because I'm a sucker for story. Everyone knows this if you read my reviews. I'm a sucker for storylines, and this played up. The support bar of the chair perfectly. The Edge versus Roman at Mania perfectly. It did everything nice. You even threw in another story in where the pre-show match, the Usos and the Mysterios, the Mysterios came in to stop the Usos from interfering when there was a ref bump. So, like, everything was played out perfectly. Roman trying to do, like, his Superman punch with his golden is now golden glove to do the Superman punch to make sure it hits harder because we all know gold does that. Yeah, it's an infinity gauntlet, <laughs> but, you know. I was going to say, yeah. Basically, yeah. putting stones in it. Yeah. <laughs> basically. But, you know, after everything was done, Rollins even said the spoiler where it was, I'm going to be a deciding factor in this main event match because I lost money in the bank. He was still a deciding factor after the ref bump where he stopped yeah. the crossface attempt. He beat down Edge. Reigns came back. Reigns doing Reigns things, making sure everything was acknowledged, and he beat Edge. I mean, pretty... I can't say pretty cleanly or anything like that because, you know, there was a ref bump. We still had the crossface with the, cro- the, with the support stuff. bar and Rollins coming in, but... It was still a really good story-driven match. And then, like you alluded to before, Greg, we had a little bit of a, uh, a, a little reveal as to who he's facing at SummerSlam. We'll talk about that soon. We're not going to talk about that just yet. We're not going to talk about it just yet. Acknowledge me. 
but it seems like Edge and Rollins are going into a feud in the future, probably a SummerSlam match. And so is Roman for SummerSlam going on for August, I believe, in Las Vegas, right? Yep. Las Vegas in August. I love Edge and Rollins at SummerSlam. That might steal the show. It's it's it probably it will. Kind of reminds me of Edge and Foley at WrestleMania 22, where they were like, "We're gonna steal the damn show." Like Rollins can't really be at the top right now, even though he's a top guy because you've got Roman, you've got Bob, and and Rollins is gonna go out there and steal the damn show with Edge, probably in the middle of the card, and it's gonna be spectacular. And you know, Edge wants that feather in his cap. Edge has proven. Regardless of age, he'll put his body on the line. Um, just, just, just everybody, all three of those guys, are top of their game. Um, it's interesting. Had Edge retired, had Edge not gotten injured, he would have retired like two years later, and we we would have gotten none of this. So it's just crazy what what happens in the world of wrestling sometimes. Although he might have come back anyway, you know, despite despite that, because he still made the comeback. But um, I loved when Rollins was was the dirty. Seth Rollins heel, you know, back in the day <laughs> and threatened to kill Edge. Like that was just such a great, great, great storyline. Johnny idiot face. And and I just cannot wait to see this play out because they've already shown the videos. They're going to play on the history of it and they should. Edge is such a great storyteller for, for you, AJ. And so is Rollins. And this is when you can mix story and in-ring acumen, it's it's a recipe for for brilliance. And that's what we're going to get at SummerSlam, in my opinion. Um, DP, any other thoughts on Roman and uh, Edge? No, I just I love where they're going with all of it. Um, Storyline wise for that entire group of guys that you just mentioned, you know, all the way down to the Mysterios and the tag titles like it's just going to be badass. It's going to be some for awesome SummerSlam matches. Yeah, I agree 100%. So we're going to play a little thing that I've done on my shows called Quick Hits. Now, uh, soundbite's not the greatest, so so I apologize for in advance for uh, – I'll adjust the volume on my, my soundbite bar here to help you out a little bit. The key element of Quick Hits is the word quick. All right, these are all topics that will be discussed at length in the weeks and months to come. And so I don't want us to spend a ton of time on them. Plus, we're going to have some fun after this. So I do want to have an opportunity to talk about these things, though, as they will be very important topics. So I will play the quick hits. When we do quick hits, we will go um, – I'll introduce a topic. We'll go DP, then AJ, then myself. I'm not going to even be like, hey, AJ, what do you think? Just like boom, boom, boom. And we'll go around. There's like four of them, and we'll have some fun, and then we'll have some more fun. We're just having fun today. We'll have more fun after that. So here we go. Undefeated two-time NXT champion, which it sounds weird to say that somebody's undefeated and a two-time champion, Karrion Cross made his debut on Raw and quickly lost to Jeff Hardy. Hate it. Where's Scarlet? Ugh. That's it for me. Okay. <laughs> as quick as you can get. <laughs> yeah, they played it up on main event where Karrion didn't have Scarlet or whatever's going on when they had his main event match, but I... I'm on the fence about it because Hardy didn't win cleanly. He had his foot on the ropes. So this is yep. going to lead into something. It is. It's going to lead into something. Here's the thing that, and I'm jaded because I know the individual and I've had interaction with the individual. And that's why I'll say it this way. Kevin needed to lose. That's all I'll say. Kevin needed to lose. Um, 
if you've ever heard me podcast years ago, there was a guy who doesn't really wrestle much anymore by the name of Loki. No one was a bigger fan of Loki, the pro wrestler, than Loki, the guy. And Karrion Cross is kind of the same way. And being undefeated on NXT isn't really good for a lot of people to have that undefeated run then go to the go to the main roster because when you lose, it's kind of a disappointment. He needed to lose for himself and, and probably for the storylines as well. I think Scarlett is going to basically be his urn if he were the okay. undefeated. I think Scarlett's going to be the source okay. of his quote-unquote power. And this is a part of something bigger. And when she does come, she's literally going to be what gives him these damn near superhuman powers. I still think, despite losing in his raw debut to Jeff Hardy, Karrion Cross will probably be a main event level WrestleMania talent at some point in the coming years, in my opinion. And I always thought he was a horrible fit on SmackDown or on uh, NXT anyway. Bang, bang. We already talked about the second one I had, so I'm going to skip to the third one. Coming up at SummerSlam, Bob versus Bill. Bobby Lashley and Bill Goldberg going one-on-one. This is cementing Bobby Lashley's legacy of being a dominant champion. This is what needs to happen right now, as much as I hate Goldberg. I know he needs he has his matches and whatever in his contract or whatever, fine. Um, but this is going to be just like Goldberg's other matches. It's going to be quick. It's going to be painless. Bobby Lashley's got to look dominant and come out of this, and he's going to come out looking... Uh, somehow he's going to come out looking even stronger than he already is, and it's going to lead to some awesome stuff going into WrestleMania. I'm hoping it's MVP and Paul Heyman going back and forth in some promos, and it's Lashley and Lesnar at WrestleMania. Ring the bell for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I was a, I was about to also say ring the bell because you know you have MVP and and Paul Heyman actually saying back and forth on that. So we know Survivor Series is usually champion versus champion between the brands and everything like that. So I feel Bobby Lashley is gonna kind of treat it like it was WrestleMania 33, where it's Lashley's gonna dominate Goldberg and all that's gonna happen. But you know Goldberg's gonna hit the spear about two or three times maybe or you know, catches him and throws him to a dominator or something like that. So Lashley winning SummerSlam, I can see because Goldberg, even though the WCW kid and me, ever since I was two, I would do the Goldberg entrance, even hit my head a couple of times. I love Goldberg, but I don't want to see him have WWE championship right now. I think Lashley's going to cement his legacy. I think Lashley's going to make sure he goes straight forward all the way to maybe the Royal Rumble against a competitor, maybe WrestleMania, maybe with Paul Heyman on the outside with someone. I agree 100%. I would, uh, yeah, this is to be, to be honest with you, it's a great use of the half million dollars they're going to pay Goldberg for this match. Put over Bob, continue, continue to cement Bob. Bob has been the most pleasant surprise of 2021. When he beat The Miz to win the WWE Championship, none of us thought he was going to walk out of WrestleMania as champion. He didn't even get to defend at Fastlane, which I thought was silly. I was like, geez, the poor guy's not even going to get a pay-per-view title defense. And then he goes over clean at WrestleMania, basically, and just keeps going. Like, they decided Bob's going to be a star. And when we all thought they wouldn't. Sometimes it's, it's good when we're wrong, because sometimes they actually know what they're doing. And that's what they're doing with Bob. And here we are. Bob deserves it. And Bob's a guy. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love what they're doing. I love for Bob to get that win over Goldberg. It'll be quick. It'll be somewhat decisive. 
like like AJ said, there's creative things they can do with the spear into the Dominator. He probably doesn't pin or tap out Goldberg. He probably Goldberg probably passes out in the hurt lock, which is fine. That'll make Bill happy. He didn't he didn't submit. But overall, yeah, I am completely on board with this. I know some people might want to say he's taking the spot from somebody else or whatever. I don't care about that. It's SummerSlam. It's in a football stadium. It's going to be a spectacle. It's basically the second WrestleMania. It's probably going to stay that way moving forward now. And and this is exactly what we should get. Bob and Brock, I love it. I would love to see them do that at WrestleMania. I don't think Bob loses before WrestleMania. I don't think Roman even loses at WrestleMania. I think both these guys are going to be champion for a while. I think that's what the company needs. And and I do think Big E will be the one to beat Bob at, at some point, maybe Mania, maybe beyond. And that'll be Big E's crowning achievement. But I, I love everything that they're doing with this and, and want to see more of it. Bang, 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 bang. Try and stop it. Bang, bang. Here I come. Bang. DP, can you hit us with the John Cena? Do you have that? <laughs> John Cena 2004 against John Cena 2021. <laughs> is that what this is? <laughs> well, I mean, Roman, basically, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns needs to team up with AJ Styles because AJ Styles loves to beat up John Cena. And this is in kind of the same vein of Lashley. This is his moment of Cena passing the torch, I think, to Roman okay. Reigns. To be, you're the guy now. This is it. You know, this is this is what this matchup kind of feels to me like it is. Is the, you know, I'm coming back here. Now it's your show. This is, WWE's yours now. Cena moves on. And same bit, like you said, with, with Lashley. And, you know, I think these two guys hold the title for a long time. I'm hoping all the way through WrestleMania. If this, if it, this year does come to uh, Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania, that so be it, and that would be pretty awesome to finish off that complete passing of the torch legacy onto Roman mm-hmm. as the head of the table. Be perfect, but I, I I love John Cena coming back here. What a pop he got! I mean, I loved it was amazing. To and man, live crowds. I like once again going back to live crowds. Phenomenal, man. Uh, couldn't have done this another way. You know, this was perfect. This was great, and it's just gonna. Yeah, just a great build to, uh, to uh, SummerSlam, like you said, in Vegas is going to be just rocking for this match, and I'm I'm loving Roman Reigns going over here, getting the getting the additional rub from Cena, and just continuing to dominate everybody. And where we get around to the Royal Rumble time, and there's nobody left, you know, we'll see what happens on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree because apparently The Rock might make a Survivor Series appearance. This is his twenty fifth twenty fifth anniversary. Sorry, at Survivor Series since his debut doing that shoulder breaker on the Gold Dust. But seeing Cena come back, that crowd popping like you said, DP, just happy as ever seeing Cena. It seems like Roman doesn't have his own current peers to stop him where it's he has to face the early 2000s to actually find some form of competition like we've seen him face edge now we're gonna see him face cena and now we're gonna go into the 1990s where the rock 
is going to be the next competitor going forward. Who knows what's going to happen between Survivor Series and WrestleMania 38. But that being said, you have like so many pieces going in. Reigns cementing his legacy, like he said. Reigns going on. Probably going to, you know, like one of my favorite wrestlers said, beat up John Cena. Beat up John Cena! Thank you, Styles. But, uh, you know, just going on, beating up Cena, going on, going to Survivor Series, making that match official for Mania or maybe even the Mania after or something like that. Who knows? But Reigns is out of competitors. He's looking to the past to cement the future, and I absolutely love how he's doing it. He's not just the head of the table of the uh, Anawaii family. He's the head of the table of WWE right now. Yeah, I agree completely. It's Roman Reigns and it's everybody else. Acknowledge me. I, I just did. And it's <laughs> he's at top of the world. What I, I guess, my hot take or whatever on this is quite simple. I think we're already looking at two of the top six or seven guys in the history of wrestling when we look at Roman Reigns and John Cena. Like, he's there now. He's main evented, what, four WrestleManias already? Like, it's he, he's on top of the world. He's there. We just have to acknowledge it. Acknowledge me. And that's where we are. And this match is, is perfect. This is what they should do. And, and that I will tell you this. I've noticed it with Roman Reigns. Roman gets the same scene of treatment as before. When John Cena used to make his entrance, it was a pop, and then it was booze. And Roman gets that, too. And I'm here to tell you, I know we talk about no more piped-in crowd noise. They were piping in booze for Cena back in the day, and they're still piping in booze for Reigns. Not piping them in so we hear them. They pipe them in, and then the crowd follows in with it. And then it's just the crowd. Like, like they pipe in the booze, and the crowd takes it over, and then it's no longer through the PA. But they, they, they still control – They're still wa- the, the tail is still wagging the dog when it comes to the crowd sometimes in WWE. And it's A-OK. Like, Roman is – to boo Roman is to appreciate him at this point. Like, that's what we should do. And and they're, they're wagging the tail a little bit. But it works. It's where we are, and, and I couldn't be, couldn't be happier about it. Bang, bang. Since I ixnayed the Seth Rollins edge topic, thoughts real quick on the return of Finn Balor and where he fits now that he's back on SmackDown. He fits wherever he wants to fit. He's, he, I'm so glad he's back on SmackDown, on the main roster even, because I think he did great in NXT, but he is, you know, the first ever Universal Champion still. And he is damn good. And I'm looking forward to... I, man, I don't even. <laughs> he's gonna be a he's gonna be a, a a match against Roman Reigns on this road to WrestleMania so. for sure. Because again, like like you were saying, AJ, there's there's he has no competitors. You got who else do you got? You're bringing up Ray. You're bringing up Finn Balor to the main roster now. He's definitely gonna be a competitor for Roman Reigns. I, man, I I don't know. I don't know where else you put him besides that. I mean, I maybe. You quickly do something if we're gonna do a you know shake things up with a draft again here. You could move some guys around and have some more matches, but like oh man, I'd love to see Finn versus AJ. I mean they can't do it right now, but that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean even Edge, you know they could have a match with him and Edge would be pretty badass. So I mean you can do whatever you want with Finn Balor. He's he is 
incredibly versatile and is going to be a huge asset in a roster that they don't seem to be using fully. So he's a guy that that's going to be perfect for a fit, however you want to use him. Yeah, I completely agree. As I jokingly said in the review for Money in the Bank, man, we saw every Bullet Club leader in the span of three days. We saw Jay White, Kenny Omega during Slammiversary. We saw AJ on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And we saw Finn on Friday. So that that's a pretty good weekend for the Bullet Club for life right there. But... Yeah, I would love to see Finn Balor actually show that he is still Prince Devitt. Yes, I know. I'm still a Belaz. I still love my New Japan every now and again. I love the Japanese wrestling. So Prince Devitt coming back has, you know, granted it's Finn Balor still, but he's still the prince. He's still the rock and roller. And he's looking to maybe get that universal title that he never technically lost. Yep. Because that separated shoulder and everything, but that would be a nice little storyline going on to 2022. You know, maybe Royal Rumble is the last match that you see off of that, and then you go into The Rock and everything else, but Finn definitely made sure he remembered he's still Prince Devitt. He's still the king. He doesn't walk on the common ground. He's still going to make sure... I still have what it takes. He even said it on Twitter a few months ago, or even this week. I don't even remember off the top of my head. I went to NXT. I dominated NXT. I went to Raw. I became the first ever Universal Champion. I went back to NXT, won that championship again. Back on SmackDown, looking to go for Universal Championship. Uh, I, I didn't do this to you. Because it's the first time we've done this, but remember, these are quick hits. Um, I, I do want to say, in the end, because of Roman Reigns, I think the ceiling right now for Finn is the Intercontinental Championship, which is fine, even though Alexa can no longer do this. That title sure does cover up those beautiful abs of yours. I'll make you a deal. You show me your abs, and I'll show you my... Ooh, oh, go, go away, Leo! Go away! One of my favorite moments ever. Corey Graves telling Leo Rush to go away because he just ruined everybody's porn moment. On <laughs> um, I think, yeah, Finn Balor, he said before he doesn't really care about being the world champion anymore because he's been there. I do love the Roman Reigns story. I think we get some of that. I think at the end he's probably going to be back with the Intercontinental Champion. He's probably the one who, who supplants um, Apollo Crews as Intercontinental Champion and kind of brings that belt back to the forefront like The Miz did you know, years ago and everything. And I think that title will continue to be. It's kind of a third world title in WWE anyway in a lot of times. And I think Finn will get it there and kind of give it the Daniel Bryan treatment that Daniel Bryan wanted to do with it for so long. So, yeah, I'm down 100% with Finn being back, and I am very excited about it. So um, I think the NXT run was perfect to shift his character, like AJ was saying. Get us to the Prince uh, version of the character and they they kept with that even when the, on the big titan tron in his debut it had the prince logo on it so it's not just going back to to happy goofy finn so i'm excited about that as well take a quick commercial break come back and uh, have some fun
This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Greg's favorite topic in all of the EWI. We need Christopher Platt here to say it's the sensation that's sweeping the nation. Braun's favorites. Or is it Braun anymore? I don't know. Braun's Strowman's favorites. He's coming back. They just released a fucking t-shirt for the guy. He's coming back. (laughs) All right. He's coming back as Braun or is Adam sure? He's coming back as Braun. No more BS, just like the big show. No more BS. Fuck all that. <laughs> well then. All right, Greg. I mean, you're the one that loves so, this show so much. This uh, little Greg, bit. Greg DeMarco's favorite, favorite game to play. Yes. So I don't even need to talk about the rules of Ron's favorite. Nobody. I mean, it's, it's, you know the rules. No. Everybody knows we, the rules. We know, we know the rules, baby. So, we do. We do know the rules. So DP, I mean... I, I unless you want AJ to be the contestant. Well, I don't think so. I mean, we have you on here I, for a reason. I, I I do all the PC Tunny stuff in the beginning where I cosplay as PC Tunny, and and nobody can be PC Tunny but PC Tunny. But let's be honest, when it comes to Braun Strowman's favorites, nobody can be Greg DeMarco. And and so yeah, let's just fucking let's just let's let, let's you know. Ask me the question and watch me fumble over trying to find the answer. I'm going to love this one, too, because it's very topical. And I'm wearing a T-shirt to support them right now. And that's the 2021 NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. I'm, you know, Braun's a big fan of, you know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I know he's played softball here and everything, too. So, you know, he's got to be a big fan of the sports. I'm sure he was supporting the Bucks. And, uh, you know. He's got some favorites of his own on the team, I'm sure. So, I'm going to ask, who is Braun's favorite current roster Milwaukee Buck? I'm going with the... We're going to go first name. Go first name. His favorite player. I mean, thankfully for me, there's not like a Sean on the team or... Anything, anything like that. Um, Not to my knowledge. I actually somewhat watch these. uh... You watch playoffs? Watch the finals? I watch a little bit of it. Not gonna lie. Yeah, like, 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 yeah. A a lot of them just, just would not work. So, um, even though it, 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 it doesn't end with, with the on sound, I think the answer is obvious. Who Braun Strowman's favorite member of the Milwaukee Bucks is? It is, in fact, the guy who carried that team to the NBA championship in the way that he did. Mr. Antetokounmpo himself, Braun Strowman's favorite member of the Milwaukee Bucks is Giannis. <laughs> yes, and thank you very much for pronouncing it properly. Or at least as properly as we know. <laughs> I, so when I listened to that, that episode of Three Man Weave, I was yelling at my car stereo, 
for someone to correct Ray, who kept calling him Jonas. And I'm like, what, what, what are we Giannis. doing? Giannis. Giannis. Even I know that. I don't even follow basketball I know. Much. Oh, I was like, if I know it's Giannis, <laughs> you know it's Giannis. And then he blamed it on being from the South. See, in here where I thought it was Chris Middle, Tom. Ah, nice. I thought about that, but I was like, no, he's 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 playing the hits. He's going with gotta the big go, guns. Gotta go with the easy yeah. one, somewhat. So listen, if there was a Sean on the team, I would have <laughs> somehow asked you a question if it was the big star or a role player. But we all uh, we all knew what it was. So that's right. Thank you for allowing me to play bronze favorites <laughs> one last time. It's always around. got his pen and paper i don't have a beer can with me so we can't do uh tony's little add into it with the beer crack so ah screw it it's phenomenal funky facts we all know what it is after that one two three there you go that works (laughs) screw it that works we'll go with it beautiful so as always, everyone knows someone picks one, two, or three behind the door. I'm, I'm kind of I upset. DP, like, wouldn't that have been the perfect spot for a soda's rule soundbite drop right there? Good. Like, I mean, probably. Soda's rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I mean, after all, we all have sodas with us right now. Even our mixtures. Greg in like some said form. Before, with the diet Pepsi. Dan with the pineapple soda and me with the Pepsi with the uh, rum and Coke. So we still we still got a little bit of the drink in. Soda there. With the soda's yeah, rule. So as always, like I always do with the guests, Greg, you are usually not on here. You're the guest host this time. So I'm going to ask door number one, door number two, or door number three. And I'm going to say this now. Dan loves a good deuce, so maybe not to do I, you don't have to tell me that. I, I listen to the show at times. He knows what's up. Every single week. I seriously thought about being a dick. Because <laughs> I, too, enjoy a good deuce. But I'm going to go door number three. All right. Door number three, as I take a drink for PC Tunney. Name the three wrestlers that cashed in Money in the Bank. Twice. So they had to cash in money in the bank twice. Not twice. win money in the bank twice. Cashed cash in. in money in the bank twice. Alright. Like I said, Greg has his little notepad right now. Dan, I know, has his iPad to write everything down. So I feel like this should be a layup for everyone. Not going back should to it? the uh, basketball joke, but... I was worried that this week was going to, because sometimes I kill this trivia, sometimes I suck. Last week, I would have gotten 7 out of 10. So I was worried, <laughs> like, last week was a big week, and this week oh, I'd suck. But I feel good about this. Seven. Hold on, Hold you would have beaten Andrew, because he only got 5 out of 6 Well, I would have gotten 4 on that Money in the Bank question, because I knew <laughs> the three people and, and that called their shot. I knew that one. Uh, All right. 
Dan, you got your your no. picks of who guys did are, in twice. You guys are talking on me. And I knew three of the confused. three of the four legends title names. I knew that one too. And I knew that it was AJ Styles who was the triple crown or whatever. I don't remember. Oh, the uh, Grand Slam with WWE and TNA. Yeah. Knew that too. And I knew that it was Kurt Angle who was the closest. Because that whole Kurt Angle Samoa Joe feud. See, I can never trick the host. I can never trick the owner of oh, you can. Chair Shot. Well, I think the last time I was on here, I did fucking horrible at trivia. So. Yeah. 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 So Dan, you got you got a couple of names I on here. I got two. I got two. I can't think you of the third two? one. I can't think of the third well, there's one. There's three of them. Oh. Greg got all three. Edge, Sam ah, Punk, and Miz. CM Punk was Punk. God damn it. Punk's the only one that actually won it twice. Yep. Where he actually won 24 and 25 back to back. Edge won 21 and he beat Mr. Kennedy at 23 Mr. for the briefcase. And then, as I said before, Miz. Miz cashing in because he beat Otis for the briefcase. And we all know how that went because we are current. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. Oh, my God. Otis. You actually have the phone. I didn't even know they made that. That's amazing. I didn't even know they did I, I saw that on GameStop, and I had to buy it so that I'd never forget. They gave the briefcase to Otis. Now, was that a GameStop exclusive? Or? Negative. It's not a GameStop exclusive. So you can find it. Target, so you can find Best it. Buy, all that shit. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, okay. Because cool. I know they have a lot of exclusives when it comes to stores. Yep. All right, so Dan, are you just gonna go with number two, or are you gonna go with Wait, number one here? Do you have to ask? Uh, you never know; you might mix here it up on me two. since Tony is in here. Nah. So, because you love a good deuce, and this is a wrestling show, along with a kind of gaming question. Ooh. Here who we won go. the first two? Up, up, down, down, Madden res- uh, tournaments. Oh, Madden tournaments? Madden tournaments that they have on the Up, Up, Down, Down channel oh, on YouTube. Baby. All right. Also, uh, th- this guy's actually undefeated for a while. Actually winning both of them undefeated as champion of Madden. Oh, shit. <sighs> Yeah, I made sure the number two question was it doesn't, just a game question. The New Day doesn't count, right? New Day does not count. <laughs> I will say this, it's not a member of New Day. It is not. Okay, that's what I mean. That's I've what got I'm... it down to three, and so I'm just going to guess. Uh... Hey, Greg's going to throw out a guess. Dan, how about you? You got a, you got a pick here? Or... Yeah, I got one. I don't think the other one's... I'm just guessing on the other one. All right, so... Dan says... I thought the same person won two. The same person did win two. Oh! Well, that was my first one. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant two. Greg said AJ. That's what I was saying. Ah, damn it. That's what I had with Styles, so... Yep. So you got Styles winning it? Styles was in the second one, and he lost to Seth Rollins and the Chicago Bears. Seth. And the Bears? I knew I hated Rollins. Johnny he, Idiot Face. He's from Illinois. Come on, you know he Give was gonna shit. like Chicago. Come on. Total BS. 
Agreed. Honestly, my other guess was going to be. You know, he's on uh, there, and then I thought Rollins, but I, I never would have. Rollins is like third on my list. Nah, Rollins won the first two with the Chicago Bears, undefeated, surprisingly enough. Yeah. <laughs> the guy All hates right. football. I think he just hates himself because he's a Bears fan. He should. Like all, yeah. all of our ba- all of our football teams here are successful. Bucks for me. I'm wearing my Bucks shirt right now. Dan with the Packers. Greg, the Cardinals are on an upswing. Yeah, but my team is actually the Giants. With the Giants, yeah, because you used to live in New York. Yeah. There, yeah. I and mean, we did win those. Like Daniel, Daniel Jones isn't too bad. You have Saquon yeah, Barkley. We'll see. we'll see with Saquon Barkley back. Right now, I would just if I were anybody, I would rename my team the Bucks because ever since Tom Brady showed up in Tampa, every Bucks has won everything. So True. look out, Pittsburgh Pirates. Your time's coming. Back turn in the season. <laughs> you know, and the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA championship. The Tampa Bay Bucks won the NFL championship. And the Tampa Bay Lightning the won Lightning. two Stanley Cups since two. Brady showed up. And even the Young Bucks are the tag team champions. Oh, Fucking yeah, a. but that's horseshit. And they. Well, you know, shit, it's AEW. Anyway, so the last question, <laughs> which is a fun question. I'll be surprised if anyone actually knows this one. Oh, here we I'm, go. So I, I, already know, I already know Greg won because he has three points over. Eh, it could be a tie. Who knows? Because, Dan, you got two of them. I got two <laughs> points. Yeah. Could be a tie. I don't have a tiebreaker, so fuck it. The opening match... To WCW Halloween Havoc 1991. Yeah, the opening match had names as Rick Steiner, Cactus Jack, Abdullah the Butcher, all in this match. What was the name of this eight-man tag gimmick match in WCW Halloween Havoc 1991? Wow. They only did it once because Jesus Christ, this this match was terrible. <laughs> I'm not even gonna deny it. There's a reason why it was the opening match. Halloween Havoc. I can Halloween. only think of one thing, but I, I don't think it was that. Halloween okay, Havoc '91. And it, it was a. I think what I'm thinking of was what they did for like a tag team match at some point so it was a multiple cage tag team match with eight people in oh i got no chance then all right yeah. <laughs> i, I had no idea what kind of match it was so. I'm wrong, wrong. if it was a cage match this is not even close to right didn't even remember so Dan says pumpkin on a pole match <laughs> this was before russo yeah uh, Greg, you actually got it right. That's right. <laughs> wasn't that the tag match with, match with the four guys and when Abdullah got electrocuted and that wasn't that Chamber of Horrors? That was the Thunder case, Thunderdome. That was an eight-man tag match. Chamber of Horrors. Cactus Jack flipped the switch. They electrocuted his own teammate, which was Abdullah the Butcher. And, uh, yeah. No shit. Chamber of okay. Horrors. Greg, totally Greg correct. Won. How fucking terrible was that? Dan, I know you want to say it. What's the ton of do it for him. Total BS!
my prize. I don't get a prize. You want a prize? Go on over to ForestandTees.com. Forest has a chair shot. Pick up one of them damn T-shirts. Support the movement. Keeps us going. Get a T-shirt. Let's do some last call. Let's go. I am going to piss off PC Tunney so bad with this. And that's why I said you guys don't have to prepare. Because PC is out this week. That's why I am here. And he hates whenever attention is is put on him. But I like to do this to people sometimes because the world needs more of it. I want you guys to talk about the impact that one Percival Charles Tunney has had on you. We're going to be nice and, and, and sentimental right now. Like legitimately, just, 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 he's going to listen to this. He's, he's right now, as he's hearing my voice, he's throwing shit because he hates this kind of attention. Tell me something. Just, just what is PC? He's not dead, everybody, but what is PC? He's just playing golf. What is PC meant to you? <laughs> AJ, you got to go first on this one. Oh, I got to go first on this one? Shit. I can go All first. Right. Okay. I've known the guy for, I've known the guy for, 23 years, 25 years. I, I can go Something first. Something like that. <laughs> Greg, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Since you already <laughs> have everything patched up. <laughs> You're right, because I, I, I was able to think about this, so I'll go first. But so I told the story. Some people know, some people don't. But I, this website, this network, everything was born out of me standing outside of a Target that I never even normally go to here in Arizona on the phone with, with, with PC and, and with DPP. Just basically, we, we were running a different website at the time, and I was just like, I don't like it. I want to change it. I have this name idea. We can do a radio network and just kind of hash it out with them. And and they were gung-ho, and PC was like, he'd be texting me. He'd be like, the chair shot this, chair shot that. And because I had a name and I had a slogan, and, and we came up with everything else and back and forth. And and he's always got ideas. He's always got so much. And, and I have t- I've said this before, and it's 100% true. There would not be a chairshot.com if not for the support and encouragement of PC Tunney. Like at some point it would have fallen by the wayside. And he basically, without that, he pushed and pushed and pushed. And, and he's had his own time where he needed time off and everything. And that happens to everybody. But if not for PC's enthusiasm and support when I first had the idea, we wouldn't be coming up on four years of this thing, uh, which will hit in November. So that to me is is such a big deal, and of course, you know he 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 revitalized the Chairshot Radio brand with the daily content we're putting out, and now the radio network is doing so well, and 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 just really you know each at different point of time the website carries the network, the network carries the website, and that sort of thing, and it's just amazing what it's become, and and he's that crucial link, that crucial piece, and in in that you know Andrew's on the website side and PC's on the the network side, and that's wouldn't be there without those two people and where we are as a network would not be the case if not for PC is attention to detail and the creativity would never, never have come to pass without, uh, without PC Tunney. So that's my snippet of, of let's piss off PC by talking nice about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't disagree on that one because like you said, my brother Andrew's on the, article side where he makes sure everything goes according to plan you know you have the article pending sends it out so i gotta appreciate him for that but if it wasn't for chris platt and pc tunney 
I would never be on the DWI podcast. Where there was one day during AEW when Chris Jericho had his a little bit of the bubbly. All that going on. I helped Platt order his little bit of the bubbly going on. I helped Tony go a little bit on it. Just saying, hey, just just make sure you're 18 just, or 21 or whatever the fuck it was. I don't remember off the top of my head. But make sure all that goes on. And then Tony kind of threw the idea out where it's like, hey, let's throw him on to DWI since Platt doesn't want to really do it anymore. Sure, got to talking to Dan over here and just hit it off perfectly. Made sure we had phenomenal funky facts over here and make sure everything went smoothly. So if it wasn't for Tony, you'd never hear phenomenal funky facts. You'd never hear this voice going on on air with this, uh, this blue Yeti microphone over here and all that. So if it wasn't for Tony throwing the idea and if it wasn't for my brother with the website side saying, hey, you should do NWA. Hey, I'm a little busy on Thursdays. Can you throw out Impact Wrestling for me if you want a little bit? You'd never see the name AJ Belaz on thechairshot.com. So I got to give my props not only to my brother, but for PC Tunney making sure I'm a fixture on the DWI podcast, making sure you have your fun little trivia, making sure everything goes smooth, even a little smart ass i'm not even gonna deny i'm a little bit of a smart ass here but wasn't for pc tony you would never hear this voice on air i mean i'm all just right. gonna kick it to the guy who I mean, knows him the longest yeah, I, <laughs> agonizing the most over this topic i've uh i've been i've known pc tony for 25 years you gotta call yourself a smart ass let's talk about pc tony <laughs> That's a smart ass. That son of a bitch is so stubborn, so lazy, goes rogue so goddamn much. I don't know how the hell he's still on the air. This is ridiculous. All right, that's my promo. Uh, yeah, twenty five. Everyone wanted to know that's true friendship, right there. That's that's true. Fr- that is true friendship. I'll tell you what. We we destroy each other so much over that kind of stuff, but we love each other. Uh, and that's just the way we are. Uh, 25 years of brotherhood. I won't even say friendship because we are, we are family. It's ridiculous. Um, from, you know, buying each other video games when the PlayStation would come out and, and, you know, WWE raw was stone cold on the cover came out. And I, I literally went to the store and bought two copies and just dropped one off at his house and said, here you go. This is yours. Uh, you know, we'll figure it out. Um, that guy, you know, we push each other so much and we have for so long. Um, I am, if anybody really knows me, I am a, I am an introvert. I have a lot of social anxiety. I don't know how the hell I'm podcasting, to be honest with you. And it's, and it's you know, 284 episodes of DWI. Uh, you know, Greg mentioned, you know, the, the chair shot you know, when, when it came alive, when we first talked about it and doing chair shot radio for how long and, and the countless other bandwagon nerds. And now winner is you. Uh, that's, that's, that's PC Tunny. Uh, he, he brings me out of my shell, uh, <laughs> like nobody else can do. Uh, and that's why, that's why he's awesome. Um, you know, 
I, I rag on him, obviously, and I did because uh, he'll love that. But um, I mean, that's that's the way we've been for for twenty five years. Is is we push each other, and he he is phenomenal at that, and he is phenomenal at what he does, and he has just a ridiculous drive for for this kind of stuff, and he's he's good at it. He's you hear it every week, uh, multiple times on multiple shows, and that's just yep. what you hear on the radio. You don't hear everything else that goes on. Uh, <laughs> he makes everything tick, and he does it uh, with what feels like ease, but I'm sure it's stressful as fuck. Um, so but whether it's Three Man Weave, Pot Is War, or even the Chair Shot Radio Network, I'll tell you what. I don't know how you sit in between Platt and Belaz, and I'm not. I'm talking Andrew. Yeah, we're talking uh, Andrew here, not and, me. And <laughs> and deal with that shit for however goddamn long they podcast on pod is where every damn week uh yeah he he is ridiculous um i i joke about the stubbornness i mean it's 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 all in good fun uh but god damn it he's stubborn but that's why he's badass and that's why mm-hmm. he does what he does because because that's pc Tunner, and he's the commissioner yeah. of the united states of, of the, the americas yeah, no, I, no one is – very few people, like 1% of people who podcast get to make anything from it and make anything of it and all that. So we all do this for the love of the game, and, and he obviously does too. And, and that's – you know, he knew kind of when we were getting into this that, that writing on a website was not going to be his thing. So he just dove in with the podcasting side and took it to a whole other level to where it, it wasn't a small part of the website. It's literally half the website, and that's the way it should be. And and thankfully I saw that vision because it would have been stupid of me not to, and that's where we are. So yeah, it's uh, there you go, PC Tony. You j- hated the last five minutes, I'm sure, but uh, there you go, PC. You know that's just the way. Hate it. That's the way shit works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's gonna be like, damn it, why did you make them do that, Greg? I'm so mad at you. You're welcome. Why did you have right. to like so? make sure I was over? Come on, what the hell? Mm-hmm. This is such good shit. All right, we're going to wrap things up here. AJ, let them know where they can find you and, and, and what you want to point people to. Yeah, of course. You can find me on the Twitter machine at PhenomenalAJB, AJB in all caps. You'll find me doing WWE pay-per-views. Maybe if Andrew isn't feeling it since his availability has been loosened a little bit, you might see me do an impact here or there. But you can see me also do some opinions and even some insight and results and review on thechairshot.com. So, Dan, I know that you are creeping up. I'm pretty sure you already did 35 for your winner is you. So what is going on with you over there? That's right. If you're listening to this right now, that means episode 35 of a winner, view, a winner is you has dropped. So make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. We talked all about the new Steam Deck handheld that is coming out and broke down the specs so uh, we can let you know if it's worth the reservation or the purchase when it's coming out towards the end of the year into 2022. So make sure you follow A Winner Is You on Twitter and on Facebook at A Winner Is You, the letter U, A Winner Is You, where, Greg, we always use our head and we never forget that the cake is a lie. And that's why you shouldn't go alone, right? 
Well, no, that's why you take us. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Nice. Exactly. Yeah, we've just got a whole fucking show and haven't played this. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And that's fine. It, it, everybody knows, right? And I should have played the Amber version of it, but, but I'll save that for later. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at ChairShotGreg. That is the best way to go. Uh, I, I briefly mentioned treatment and everything. Instagram is the best place for updates on the health stuff. It's all going well, um, which which is important, obviously, for me and, and my family um, and, and those close to me. So thank you to everybody who reaches out. It's like if I don't give people an update, they start to get worried. Um, I, I post like a gym pic every day on Instagram. And when I don't, I get messages. People like, are you OK? And I'm like, yeah, I just didn't post a picture. I, but I can I, I confirm can that, by the way. Yeah. Because I, I, I check every single post. I see Greg DeMarco he always does. doing a story on Instagram. I try. And, and it's it's. And it has gotten to the point now where especially like people that I used to work with or whatever were like, you've been posting in a day and a half. Are you OK? <laughs> like, yes, I'm OK. Taking my medicine. I'm still doing treatment. It's all good. Um, so, so yeah, follow along at that. Of course, chairshot.com. I got podcasts that come out all throughout the week. I've got a chairshot radio, baby face, old podcast, the hashtag Miranda show, and so much more. If you're in or around the Arizona area, you can come check out IZW Grand Prix on August 28th at IZW Wrestling AZ for those tickets. All the, the front row, the VIP, all that stuff sold out, but we do have some general admission left. So, Pick that up as things are picking up, and, and you know, it's it's we only do them four to six times a year, so check it out. Other than that, just keep staying tuned to everything here on the Chair Shot Radio Network. It is Saturday, so we've got Lucha Central coming out tonight. We've got uh, Talk the, the Keki or whatever. I don't even know if I pronounce it right, but but it's, the, it's our anime podcast coming up Sunday morning. So check that out and so much more right here over at thechairshot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Gentlemen, thank you for having me on and, and allowing me to have some fun and, and cosplay a little bit and, and be a part of the show. I love the DWI podcast. I, I At one point, I told Tony about this, I almost tried to make my schedule work where I could just force myself into being a regular <laughs> member of the show. Um, didn't happen. And, and that's fine. Be hilarious. Uh, I just, just drop it halfway games. through every it. time. <laughs> I was about to say I I can imagine it actually happening like oh yeah I want to do trivia oh yeah let's do Braun Strowman's uh, right. Braun Strowman's favorites guys hanging out I'll hang out yeah you guys hanging out oh yeah me too <laughs> like we didn't invite you be like too fucking bad here I am <laughs> but no I appreciate you guys playing along doing all this I've loved the show since before it was part of the Chair Shot Radio Network and and that's why it was a big part of the creation and and the formation and all of that so yeah. Thank you guys for all of that. And, uh, you know, as you guys head towards 300, it's partially my fault you haven't already hit 300 because of the whole chair shot radio thing. So, <laughs> ah, we're fine. That we're is weird. not a problem at all. <laughs> but it's all good. We'll get there. Nice try, though. But no, I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, until before we get to the Mean Street Posse and the post credit scene, I've got to do really horrible. PC Tunny cosplay one more time. Ah, oh, God, I already know where this is going. To another edition of the podcast known as DW. I don't know. You need like a you need a bit in here. Oh, do yeah. I? You need a bit before this it goes was real high. Better than Tunny's. Maybe was not having. I don't know. I don't know. It might be out. 
Sar Bell. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. AJ, if you need to fire up the Google machine, please do. But otherwise, let, let, let's let the people know what they've been waiting weeks and months to hear. We need to know the rules of the TNA King of the Mountain match. And we need to know them right here <laughs> and right now. Oh, my All right, so the TNA King of the Mountain tournament match. As soon as you hate it, Daniel, we still good here. Are we? <laughs> I'm not the one recording. It's up to if DP lets you go, he lets you go. What's the problem? <laughs> what? What? Huh? Really? So. Really? Really? I'm afraid I've got some bad news. That's my next one. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god.